Amen. Give somebody a knuckle bump. Tell them you should probably do that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, we're excited about what God's doing. Hey, just a couple of couple of weeks, right? And it's the uh, Day of Hope. And yeah, it's going to be awesome. And uh, you know, several thousand people. They're, they're, I think they're actually expecting about seven thousand people that we get to minister this to this year at Day of Hope, and and uh, forty plus churches getting involved. Uh, we're taking thousands of shoes. You know, and, and if you don't think if you don't think that shoes are are you know, well, what's the deal with the shoes? Tell you what, leave yours in the bucket on the way out tonight, and go for a couple of days without putting any new ones back on, and you'll recognize how big of a deal shoes are. We have people in our church that have spent seasons of their life with no shoes. And, you know, here we are in Tri-Cities, Washington, and it doesn't really seem, uh, you know, to, to be that big of a deal. You know, man, uh, you know, who wants our old shoes? People that don't have them. And it, it's so easy. You know, sometimes it's so easy to make a big difference. But uh, uh, we, we, we overlook it, and we, we, we justify all the reasons why, well, you know, mine, nobody's going to want mine. Mine are too scuffed up. My, well, then buy some new ones. You don't have to give old ones, but I think just in the, in the last couple of weeks, what we ought to do is just go crazy. And it ought to be hard to get in the building because there's so many shoes we're crawling over. Huh? Come on, let's go for it. Let's, let's make a huge difference. And, and, and just, just know that, uh, that it, it'll help your heart line with God because, you know, God's interested in souls. Just thought I'd throw that out there. All right. Hey, if you're here tonight, somebody's going, okay. Okay, so if you're here tonight and you don't own a Bible, if you hold your hand up, our ushers will bring one to you. It's our gift to you. want to make sure everybody has a copy of the Word of God. Guys, get the Word in you every day. Get the Word in you. I mean, just, just take a verse or two and just go over it and over it and over it and over it and read it and repeat it and read it and repeat it and, and get it to, to where you can just bring it up at will, okay? And, and then grab another one and work on that because what, what's going uh, gonna to happen is somewhere in your future, you're going to experience a hard day. Anybody ever had one of those? Okay, about nine people. So I got the right crowd. In your future, okay? It rains on the just and the unjust alike. In this world, there's going to be tribulation. But be of good cheer. I've overcome it. Well, how did Jesus overcome? With the Word. You're going to use the Word of God as a weapon, and it's going to reposition you. It'll, it'll, it'll catapult you to a position of victory. I'm telling you, God's Word is alive, and it's powerful. And when you bring it up at the right moment, man, it changes everything. So get in that Word of God. Amen. Hold your Bible up. Let's make a confession together. Just lift it up real high. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. Say, I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit from this moment forward. Say, I'll never be the same. Shout it. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God one more big hand clap tonight. God would magnify you. Amen. Well, welcome to church, race fans. <laughs> I'm just so glad that we are not sitting out there. Dude, is it hot or what? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for, a, for, for a, a slightly cooler environment. 
just just 10 degrees or something. And somebody said, hey, next week, you know, it's going to be like 85. And as long as that's not the wind speed too, I'm in. <laughs> hey, man, this hot stuff is, well, King James Version, it sucketh, okay? Uh, just ready. So are you ready for the Word of God? Yeah. Hey, Amen. Open your Bible. Let's just dive in here real quick. And uh, we're going to go to the, the book of Deuteronomy. And we're going to go to the 30th chapter. And we're going to start at verse 11. And what I want to do is just read through 16, then go back and talk about them, okay? So uh, Deuteronomy 30, 11 through 16, reading from the Amplified Version, it says, For this commandment which I command you this day is not too difficult for you, nor is it far off. It is not a secret laid up in heaven that you should say, Who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very near you in your mouth and in your mind and in your heart so you can do it. See, I have set before you this day life and good, death and evil. And if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, keep his commandments and statutes and ordinances, then you shall live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land into which you go to possess. Man, uh, you know, I, I would really encourage you that over the next several days that you take these verses and just uh, continue to read them. You know, maybe, maybe it could be like homework, that you could just open this up, you know, maybe write it out, put it on the fridge, do what you got to do so that you can be reminded every day this week that this is what God is wanting to talk to you about. This is, he's wanting to bring some revelation and some insight and some understanding. And if you think back, you know, if you've been here the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about power and, and, and the power that God has for each of us and the increase of power that he would like to bring into our lives. But what the purpose of power, that it's not to elevate our status, but it's to elevate the status of everybody around us, that God wants to use us to make a positive difference in the lives of others. Okay, in the lives of others. But you and I, it's very easy to get distracted from making a positive difference in somebody else's world when ours feels like it's sliding sideways. You know, it's really easy to, to, to kind of miss opportunities to help somebody else out when we feel like we've been getting taken under all week long. And tonight, I just want to sow this seed into your, into your spirit that, you know what, God is for you. He's not against you. He ain't putting you down. He's lifting you up. He ain't trying to hurt you, but he's going to help you, that your final outcome is going to be better than your current condition, that he is going to cause every weapon formed against you not to prosper, that what the enemy intends it for evil. God's going to turn it, use it for your good, that all things are working together for your good according to his promises. All the promises of God in him are yes and amen. I don't have to be controlled by the former things. Don't even consider those things of old for God is doing a new thing and it's bringing forth right now. You know, you know, I get to think about what God's doing for us, in us, through us, amongst us, by us. And, and, and I got to tell you something that it's hard, it's hard to stay like calm. Because God is up to something awesome. I'm telling you, I said God is up to something awesome. Something awesome. But sometimes, you know, you know the book of Isaiah, it says that God declares the end at the beginning. God declares the end at the beginning. He begins to paint that picture on the canvas of your, of your 
spirit. You know, you begin to see that, hey, I'm above only, not beneath. I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out, and I'm the headlight, not the taillight. You know, and you start, you start wrapping your mind around what God's doing for you, and, and, you, and you start recognizing, you know, looking at the end. You know, Proverbs 14, 12 says that there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end is the ways of death. We don't want death. Death is separation. What do we want? We want the end that God declared at the beginning. So what we have to learn to do is stop hyper-focusing on the way that seems right. There's a way that seemeth right. Well, it seems to me. Well, it seems to me. Well, this is what I think. And frankly, Scarlett, you don't want to go with what you think, right? You don't want to hyper-focus on the way. You want to to rivet your attention to the end and let God direct the way. But God's ways are higher than our ways. So he starts talking about the way that we are to go, and we're thinking about the way that he's leading our life and looking at the end that we are expecting, and it doesn't seem to us that the end that we're expecting could possibly be reached the way that he's leading us. Why? Well, because, you know, carnal knowledge, human knowledge, is, it, it don't work like God's. You know, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, neither can he, for their foolishness to him. So God's ways seem foolish to that natural mindset. I mean, think about it. The way up in the kingdom, we all know the answer to that. Down. You don't want to be the greatest? Serve them all. Well, that don't make any sense. It's not really supposed to. It's just God's way. And And you're looking at where God's calling you, and then you're looking at where you are. And, and, and that gap can be so tremendous. My people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place. And then you look at your house. And you think there ain't a whole lot of peaceful habitation going on up in here. There's no secure dwelling. Where's that quiet resting place? Well, it's the end that God's taken you to. See, if you don't understand the end, you might be in the middle and think we're over. You might give up, cave in, and quit right in the middle and say, I'm done. Yeah, but you haven't reached the end that he declared at the beginning yet. And so what you have to do is you have to realize that, hey, God has called me to a life of victory. God has called me to a position of insane peace. Psalms 119 verse 165 says, Great peace have those that love thy law, and nothing shall off-end them. You know, nothing shall offend them. Now, it doesn't just mean make them mad. It's off-end, take you off the end that he declared at the beginning. Nothing has the power to take you off the end that God declared at the beginning if you get this relationship right with his word. If you can connect to his word, if you can get the revelation of his word, if you'll give thought and study to the truth you hear, right? Be careful with what you're hearing, the truth that you hear. The the level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear determines the level of virtue. That's power. The level of of, of virtue and and knowledge, that's going to be determined by the thought and study. You You need to take these scriptures and start giving it incredible thought. Then meditate this book of the law. You know, don't get caught without God's word in your mouth, right? Don't get caught. Why? Because if the enemy, if the enemy can get you, you know, separated from from the word of God, well, he can get you off ended. He can disrupt your peace. You know, uh, uh, there's so many. There's just, dude. There's so much stuff going. This is like exploding on, on my spirit right now. You want the will of God. You, you want the will of God for your life. 
You want, look at somebody close to you and tell them, you want the will of God for your life. Okay, you want the will of God. You, you, you know, that's why, you know, Paul, when he was writing to the, you know, Romans, and he said, hey, man, don't, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Let God change the way you think so that you can prove to yourself that God's will for your life is good. There ain't nothing better than the will of God. It's good. It's, it's perfect. In other words, there ain't nothing lacking. You, you, you ain't going to lose out doing life God's way. It's acceptable, or let's put it this way. It's the only thing you should be willing to accept is God's will for your life. You want God's will for your life. Well, God's will is always encapsulated in God's ways. You can't get the will of God and not live the ways of God. Okay, So you got to do this God life thing. You got to do it his way. You got to do it his way. And the ways of God are always defined by the word of God. See, why do I need so much word? Because the word uh, enlightens me to the ways of God. The ways of God connect me to the will of God. So if I don't have the word, I'm not going to know his way. If I don't know his way, I'm not going to experience his will. Well, I need the will of God to occur in my life. Then I have to do it God's way. See, and, and, and if you're going to be a full-hearted servant of God, if you're going to be a first-chair believer, then you have to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing, his way of being right. You have to, there's no, there's no option. Okay, if you're going to be a first-chair believer, there's no option for you. There's, there's, there, you, you don't get a choice. You, no, you made a choice already. When you said, nope, I surrender my life to you, you are going to be Lord of my life. You know, when Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're serving God, he he removed all those other options. Can't do this the way I think it should be done. I can't can't let my feelings dictate my decisions. I'm letting the Word of God direct my path. See, that guy in the second chair, this is the chair compromise, and compromise, is, is, it's just duplicity. It's all over the place. It depends on who I'm with or where I'm at or what the circumstances look like. Now, we don't want to stay in this chair. Now, we've all lived, you know, seasons of our life. There are moments of our day. But, you know, have you ever wondered why that everybody who's separated from God in your world, see, you have relationships, right? You have people. There's people around. Have you ever wondered why the people around, you know, church people, why if people were far from God, if they're without hope, why are they not drawn to hope just by being with us? Because we're schizophrenic. Come on, you know that the church you has made commitments that the work you has no intention of keeping. You know, the, the, the church you will, will, will agree to the things of God, but the, but the club in you, hello somebody. You know, we try, we take Jesus like a side dish. No, he's, he's the main dish, okay? And, and he's got to come first. You know, we, and we got to get to the point where, man, I'm going for the will of God, which means I'm going to have to do this according to the ways of God, which means that I'm going to have to know the Word of God. I'm going to have to live this thing. And, and you know, it don't really make any difference. You know, I, I love the, the, the group life stuff, I, you know, because you, you're going to have to have relationships. But don't sit around and ask each other, well, what does that mean to you? Because what it means to you, that's, no, what did he mean when he said this? What did he mean when, 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 you know, when he opened it up and he, made this, and he said this in Deuteronomy? 
This commandment, which I command you this day, is not too difficult for you. This commandment, which I command you, you know, you know, can, can I, can I just, you know, in order to save time, can, can I just like make this as, just as practical as I can? Because, you know, commandment, you know, you know, and thou shalt not, you know, no, it's instruction, it's direction, it, it's enlightenment. And he said, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you some instruction this day. But don't, don't, don't buy into the lie. Don't, don't let that curtain of fog separate you. Because, you know, a lot of believers, you know, when we start talking about the will of God, we, you know, they get this weird look on their face. And, and, and when we talk about the, weird, the will of God, we want to make it something that's just beyond our reach. Like, I don't understand the will of God for my life. You don't know how many times I've been asked over 35 years of ministry. You, don't, you have no idea how many times people have said, man, just pray for me because I, I just need to, I, I need to understand the the will of God. No, it's not far off. It's not a hidden secret that you got to hire somebody to go get it. Because see, if, it, if, 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 if it's way out there and you can't, you can't you know, wrap your brain around it, then you couldn't possibly be expected to do it if you're not certain what it is. And he said, you know, well, I just think, you know, I'm looking at the will of God, and, and we tie it to the end, you know, the end where we're going to have a peaceful habitation, but right now our hell, our, our, our house, our hell, I said our hell, well, our hell, our house, it's the same thing for a lot of people. You know, that is not the picture that God was painting. And, you know, and you're looking at that, and, you're, and so it's easy, it's easy to put it up way out there. But he said, no, the commandment I'm giving you today it's not too hard for you. So you don't get you don't get to use that excuse that this is too much for me. Because and God knows you, because He made you, He formed you, He equipped you, He knows where you are today. So His will, the big picture. I mean, think about it. Maybe the will of God for the garden. Maybe. Maybe, maybe the will of God for the garden is thousands of lives that have been changed, you know, multiple campuses, uh, uh, you know, who knows, who knows, who knows the end, end result, the, the end that God has for, uh, you know, we could, we could debate, we could talk, and you look at it and you say, well, we can't do that, not today, but what's the will of God for you this day? The commandment I give you this day is not too difficult. It doesn't say it isn't difficult. It says it's not too difficult. You know what I want you, man, I, I, just, I just want you to get your, your, your brain wrapped around this reality. This isn't too hard for us. Uh-uh. It's, look at verse 12. It's not a secret laid up in heaven that we got to send somebody, hire somebody, that they can go up and bring it to us so that we can hear it and do it. it, it so, you know, uh, it's way out there, man. Now, most of, you go, most of you know already what the will of God is for you today. Because <laughs> there are people you're mad at right now, and the will of God is forgive them. 
You know what the will of God is for you today. You know, I, you know just, just throwing stuff out just so that we can be super practical. You know, well, is it God's will that I participate in the shoe drive? I should pray about that. Don't be an idiot. There are some things you don't have to pray about. You can just obey about it. Okay? Stuff that, the stuff that we already know he's doing, things that he's called us to, especially as a corporate body. But, but as a group of believers, there are certain things you, you, you ain't got to pray about it. It's, it's verse 13, it's not beyond the sea that you should say, who's going to go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we might hear it and do it? There's this implication that if you could hear, understand the will of God, that you would actually do the will of God. And he's saying that, you know what, the will of God is not beyond you. It's not beyond your strength. It's not beyond your reach. You can do it. But verse four, 14, but the word of God, the word of God is very near you. See, here's the deal is that if you have the Word of God, you'll know the ways of God. If you have the ways of God, you're going to collide with the will of God. So if you want the will of God, you're going to do life the ways of God. If you're going to do life the ways of God, you're going to need the Word of God. And the Word of God is very near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your mind. It's in your heart. So there's a purpose. Okay, The Word of God. Can I just tell you something? That if, and it's not just... It's not just us here, uh, you know, at 6811 West Okanagan place. No, no. Here in, in our society, in our culture, the, the Word of God is so accessible. And, 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 and there's so many great teachers, and there's so many wonderful podcasts, and there's so much, you know, blogs and articles. You, you have, you have, a, you have a access to the Word of God like no other generation in the history of mankind. The Word of God is very near. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. It's in your mind. So you can do it. What's it? The will of God. Still talking about the will of God. Look at the guy sitting next to you and say, man, I'm glad you're here. Because you really need this. Tell him. Look at verse 15. This is, this is a great verse. Great, great verse. See comma, I have set before you this day life and good, death and evil. See, comma, see. You know, you know uh, he's challenging us. It's kind of like the word behold, which means stop, focus, and see this clearly. See, open your eyes and, and make the choice, a conscious choice, to embrace this reality. I have set before you this day. I have set before you. You know, so that, that phrase, I've set before thee, it's a little bit different than the phrase that says, you know, no, I have seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. That, that phraseology is, is laying out a picture of that God's gone ahead of us and placed things in, on, in our path that he's going to, as he leads us, that we'll collide with in the future. But this phrase, I have set before you this day, it's not, it's not way off down yonder. So it's, it's not like... Hey, look as far as you can, and you can see it. No, th this phrase is, hi. I put it in your face. The will of God for you wants to kiss you on the lips. The will of God for you, it's, it ain't playing hide and seek. It's revealing itself to you. He said, man, if you'll open up your eyes, 
It's kind of like that scripture that says wisdom's crying out in the streets. You know, it, it, ain't, it ain't, you know, playing hide and seek. No, it's revealing itself. Man, quit saying, well, I'm not strong enough. Oh, knock it off. You just don't want to do life God's way. I have set before you this day. This day. It's right here. Here's the will of God. Yeah, but how am I going to reach the end? See, faith, how many know that we don't live by sight? We don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Well, faith Many of us limit that because we think that is believing regardless of the circumstance, which is partially true, but it's not, com- it's not the complete thing. You know, faith is obeying regardless of the consequence. And when you obey regardless of the consequence, you walk by faith, then he's responsible for the consequence of your obedience. But when you live life your way, you're responsible for the consequence of your disobedience. He said, I set before you this day. What's life today? What's good today? You can have death today. You can have evil. You can have, you can have separation if you want it. But I've set in front of you the step that you should take today. Today. Everybody say Today. Oh, come on, say today. today. Oh, say it, today. Today, <laughs> two, two words. Put it together, make one word. Two and day. That was deep. Day is the word that means a separation of time. It is a period of light separated by two periods of darkness. It is a season of enlightenment that is separated from darkness, confusion, or lack of understanding. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. These are scriptures. God has translated us out of darkness and into the marvelous light. You don't walk as children of darkness, but as children of of the light. Today, the word to means toward a specific end, purpose, or goal. So we work nine to five. So the two is telling us what we're going to. So if you command, look at verse 16. So if you obey the commandments which I command you today, I'm giving you some instruction that's going to lead you out of darkness into light. I'm giving you a step that's going to that's translate you from, from, the, from the power of confusion into the freedom of enlightenment. God said, yeah, I'm going to give you a step today. See, it's all about today. That today's obedience determines tomorrow's victory. If you want victory tomorrow, you better obey today. 
And look, I'm going to prove it right here. He said, I'm going to command you today. And here it is. Love God. Love the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God. Love God. Man, love God. People who know you ought to know at least one thing. He loved God. Man, at the, at the end of your day, at, man, listen, at, 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 the, at the last, at the final roll call, you know, however you want to put it, when, it, when your family gets together and they all, and they all trying to figure out what they can say that sounds nice about you. <laughs> you, you know, uh, I really don't like performing weddings. It's not one of my favorite things to do. So thankful to see these young guys coming up in ministry and, and, and thinking that it's really something to get to do that. You guys go. But, but funerals, I enjoy funerals. I don't know if you know this, but people are dying to have me preach their funeral. <laughs> That's another bad joke, but it's the truth. But I enjoy funerals. You know, weddings, weddings, ceremonies that they hope don't go very long, uh, in preparation for a wedding ceremony, you're dealing with crazy people who are trying to make sure that nothing goes wrong. The only part of the ceremony that they'll ever remember are the little things that went wrong. So they spend nine months to a year and a half trying to plan an unmemorable event. None of it makes sense. At a funeral, you have people sitting there looking to receive something, some hope. And it's so crazy at some of these funerals to listen to the families talk about what these individuals poured their self into. And I'm going to tell you something. People who know you, first thing that they should say is, he loved God so much. I mean, he loved God. I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing to be a Seahawk fan, but if that's all they can come up with. You know, if they spend two and a half hours talking about your bowling skills, you still struck out. Man, here's, here's what to do. Love God and do life his way. If, if you will take what he's telling you today, just love God and do this day his way. It's almost, it's almost like God's talking to us saying, listen, you're just like a father talking to his kid saying, hey, you know I love you. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. I, I know some stuff that you don't know. I know some stuff that you don't know. If you'll do this, you'll live, you'll multiply, and your God will bless you. What's the word bless me? Position to win or succeed in any given situation. So if you'll do life God's way, and if you'll just grow this relationship, just love. God, man, get your passions going for God. Do life his way. He'll, he'll make sure that life is good for you and that you multiply and that you have increase. And, see, it's almost, it's, I love the ands because it's like, hey, wouldn't it be enough 
that he would multiply you? Wouldn't it be enough that, 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 you know, that, that he would show you what really living? I mean, he'd give you, not, not life, he'd give you life. And on top of that, he'll position you to win or succeed in any given situation into the place that he's taken you. Your future victory depends on today's obedience. Man, God wants to bless us. He, he wants to strengthen us. Yeah, he showed us pictures of the end, and maybe you're not there yet. Maybe, maybe that peaceful habitation, may, maybe there's a lot of chaos yet to go. Don't worry about, you know, five days, ten days, three years. How about we handle today? How about we not look at, look, look at the situation and say, I'm not strong enough. That's still pride. You're still, you're focused on you. Hey, God's big enough. He, he, he can handle our situation. We can't get it without him. We only get it with him. How about we just take today and say, you know what? I can do the will of God today. I'm actually sharp enough to figure it out. I got the word in me. We have more word in us. Probably we're in the top 10% of the earth's population of, of understanding the word of God, that, you know, because of the, the, the culture and the society that we have. There are people who, who, who are just, I mean, man, the word of God, it's so close. So close. So close. You know, we just have to choose to obey it. You have to choose to obey it. And, and, and I want to tell you that the benefits of obedience are amazing. But maybe you've never thought about the downside. Maybe we haven't just really uncovered the downside of disobedience. Because, you know, well, you know, because we tell ourselves, well, it's not that big of a deal. We, we get ourselves off the hook somehow in our own head and in our own mind, and we, we justify not doing what we know we should do. When we know we should do it, we, we give ourselves, we cut ourselves slack because, well, because we can handle it. You know, it's always been this way and it's really not that bad. And, and, and you know, we, 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 we got this. But at some point, you know, may, maybe we just need something to jar us a little bit so that we'll start really listening to God. Just, just I mean, really listen. So I, I, I want to read you one more verse. Just one. That was awkward. Jeremiah 13, 17. Do you still refuse to listen? Then in loneliness, my breaking heart shall mourn because of your pride. My eyes will overflow with tears because the Lord's flock shall be carried away as slaves. Do you still refuse to listen? Do you still refuse to listen? Then in loneliness, what, what do you mean in loneliness? Because your disobedience causes you to be separated. See, he says before you this day, life, death. Death is separation. So God, who's wanting to do life with you, ends up separated from you. So in loneliness, his breaking heart mourns. And his eyes overflow with tears because we end up being led away as a slave instead of walking with him into the position of victory that he's called us to live at. 
man, you know, I, 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 I don't want God looking at my life thinking anything but way to go. Well done. Well done. But you know what? Every one, every one of us at some point in our life, I mean, literally, we didn't need to get this. We've, we've not just missed the mark. We've broken the very heart of God. Because we let ourselves off the hook. Let me tell you what a first chair believer refuses to do. To let himself off the hook when he's broken the heart of God. No. This thing that God's asking me to do, it's not too difficult for me. It's not too hard for me. It's not beyond my reach. Sometimes I have to do stuff I don't like, but I end up with the result that I end up loving. That's discipline. Sometimes I don't get to do life my way because I've chosen. I'm going to go after God's way. But if I want the will of God in my life, his will is that I will live, that I will multiply, and that I'll be blessed, positioned to win or succeed in any given situation. His will is good. His will is perfect. His will is the only thing I should be willing to accept. Well, to get after his will, I got to go after his ways. Go after his ways, I'm going to have to be led by his word. God wants to increase your power. But you have, the, you have the power today to obey. You can obey today. You can do what's right today. You can have victory today. You can choose to forgive today. You can walk free today. Hello, somebody. Man, I, I just want to pray for you. I know that there's people in this room right now that God's really speaking to you about specific things. Just bow your head if you would. Father, tonight we just come. It's your children. God, your word says, behold the kind of love that God has poured out upon us. We're not just called friends of God. We're the sons and the daughters of God. We are kids. And your heart is for us. God, you, you are leading us and guiding us to a place of victory and freedom. And you're wanting to enlighten us. So today, today, God, we choose your way, your word. God, we thank you that we have the strength, we have the reach. We might get stretched, but we can reach it. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, maybe you're in this room tonight and you're living a life separated from God. We're all going to pray a prayer together. And we're not going to do anything to embarrass you. I won't call you out or ask you to stand. But if you're in this room tonight living separated from God, this next prayer, this is for you. We're all going to pray it out loud together. But maybe you need to make this prayer your prayer. The Bible says if you'll believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, maybe it's time for you to say, okay, I'm going to make you Lord of my life. I'm going to take this first step because I'm not living separated from you. But I'm going to do everything in my power to live connected to you. And the first step of doing life God's way, Jesus said, I am the way.
So I'm coming to Jesus. And if that's you, while no one's looking around, if you say tonight, Tom, I'm making this prayer my prayer, I'm getting real with God so God can be real with me. If that's you, while nobody's looking around, just hold your hand up real high so I can agree with you in prayer. Just thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you, ma'am. You can put them back down. Anybody else, real quick, just say, yep, tonight is my night. If you're sitting there thinking, I wonder if I should do this, here's your answer. Yeah. Come on, let's get real with God tonight. I want everybody in this place, just pray this with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I know I need your love. I know I need your acceptance. I know I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, let's give God one more big praise.